Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We did it, folks. This is your Friday edition. Uh, it was Bring Your Daughter to Work Day, and I have my 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 little girl here, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bailey. She's uh, 13 years young. That's not dog years. Uh, I, I, can you even count that many dog years? She has been rustless, so she's in my lap right now. Uh, so I hope you guys are... By the way, this is only going to affect the YouTube people. They're staring probably at my one, my cute one-eyed dog right now. Um, I have uh, Brooklyn this week, and it's been... It's awesome. Uh, I'm also wearing a ridiculous-looking yellow cap, you guys. But I got to tell you, I'm loving it. I love this weird cap. I got it at the Beastie Boys exhibit last week. And I got to tell you guys... I know they say money can't buy happiness, but I don't know. Like I really, it's little tchotchkes. Like I bought a t-shirt and a beanie and I was like, look at me buying real art clothing. <laughs> look at me, real hip hop clothing. And I am never going to take this cap off now. It's just, it's my ridiculous yellow hat. Anyways, how are you guys doing? By the way, you, like I said, you made it to Friday. You made it to Friday, you guys. Get ready. This weekend, you are going to party your balls off. And if you don't have balls, you're going to party those things off. And it's just going to be a... Or you could relax, too. You could really do whatever you want. I always say at the end of the shows on Friday, eat something good, drink something great, uh, hang out with your friends, hang out with your family, take some time for yourself, go on a walk, a hike, go exercise, or just don't do anything. Be lazy as all hell. Eat something great. Eat something good for you, maybe. Just maybe read a book, watch a TV show, watch some kind of stream, binge if you want. Uh, but just have fun. This is your two days to recharge for the rest of the week. So I hope, I hope this week has treated you kindly. If not, you got the weekend and then we do it all over again next week, right? So today we are doing Real Housewives of Miami, the new season, episode, uh, is it episode six we're doing? Episode six or seven. Let me let me wait, wait, let me consult my notes, you guys. My professional notes in the app Evernote uh, that I love so much. And I gotta tell you, Miami is so good that when I take notes, it's like old school of me taking notes for like Beverly Hills two seasons ago. Yeah, it is episode six. <laughs> but uh what I'm saying is that it takes forever because there is so much good stuff to capture. You know what I'm saying? There, it just takes forever. And I enjoy, like, there's not something, you know, on certain housewives show, I'm looking at you, Salt Lake City. 
you're like, oh, just get it over with already. Just put me out of my misery. I don't want to take notes. I don't want to think about this. But with Miami, there's this weird where like I creep back in as the viewer where I'm like, this is what I loved about old school housewives. These ladies being good and horrible to each other. It's like the perfect blend this season. And it's just such an antidote when you compare it to Salt Lake City, just because I watched that last night and the recap was out today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I went off. But this even enforces my point that I was saying on yesterday's show is that, you know, this is what it could be. And I know you guys might not have Peacock and maybe you just listen to recaps and without the Peacock, which whatever, but it's worth the five bucks a month. It's starting to be kind of like necessary because there truly is better and better content coming out on um, Peacock. It seems like every week now, uh, you might be able to hear my dog scatting now in the background, just getting her dog bed, just, just the way she likes it. Um, so this is episode six today. We're going to do a couple pop culture stories before that. And, uh, listen, I, like I always say, you guys are one of the closest relationships in my life. I don't really think of these podcasts as ending anymore. It's kind of just the conversation continues every day. And, you know, there'll be a couple days over the weekend where it's not, and then we'll continue back on Monday. And if you want more conversation, it's there on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. The reason I bring that up, um, uh, because also we're doing our first live show in terms of just for everybody. It's a Vanderpump Rules season 10 premiere party, and uh, it's going to be. Two weeks from today, today's Thursday, so it's going to be February, Thursday, February 9th, and it's at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can watch it for two weeks. So join us live if you can, but if not, you have two weeks to watch it. And tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or sorry, midnight Eastern Standard Time, that's 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday night, early bird ticket pricing will be done. And early bird ticket pricing, you guys is insanely inexpensive. It's $7.50. And if you are a Patreon member, it is $3.75. That's really, really inexpensive to see me and whatever insanity I bring, to see Tom Sandoval, Ariana Maddox, the talk of shame, Medica, Sandra, the baddie crew. There's an after party. There's a pre-party. There's just going to be party. And we're going to talk about the episode that we will have watched on Wednesday night. There'll be some fun surprises and I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope you can come out and support. Um, and like I said, join the Patreon if you want it even cheaper. I think the Patreon's five bucks a month. So you would get all this added bonus for that as well. And I think the price only goes up to $10 after that. So, and then the day of show, I think it goes up to 12. So regardless, it's going to stay inexpensive. And I, I put that cause I just really want people to be there. Um, and I know this is kind of short notice. Two weeks is not that long to promote a show like this. So come on out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. So that's that's the plug. Also, the last plug, if you like this show, uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it really does help. It's a quick uh, hit of your thumb. Or if you don't have thumbs, you can use your index. You can use your middle finger. Any finger will do. But just smash that five-star button. You can also find us on YouTube and subscribe to that. Oh, it's, it's a lot, you guys. I ask a lot of you. Um, I already asked how you guys are doing, but if not, how are you? Okay, good, good. Okay, well, regardless, we made it through. Uh, some updates personally. My mom is, got through round two of chemo today. Uh, really good reporting, um, not in terms of 
if it's a, you know, but she's, she's texting, we're talking and I, I, you know, listen, cause I know I would be the world's biggest pussy if I got chemo. Like I would be like, Oh, just moaning and things like that. And this woman, like, I almost think it's like she heard it was tough. So it gave her even more, uh, willpower to like, go. Oh, this ain't nothing. I truly think she might be indestructible, which is what we're hoping for, right? And we're hoping for that for all our family. I'm hoping that for Maditza's mom, who's also going through some stuff, send some good vibes out for that. And also, I send in good, I'm sending out good vibes for your families. I know uh, this is not a singular experience, what I'm going through or what, you know, we all go through this together. I just happen to have a podcast and I don't have a journal. So sometimes I put it in podcasting form. Oh, my journal, you guys. It's not really a journal. It's like this um, thing I I fill out in the morning. Uh, it's uh, it's called the five minute journal where you'll put like three things that you woke up grateful about. And then you put three things that you want to accomplish today. And then you put, and this is always hard for me. You have to write daily affirmations. And like, I'm just like, I'm so not inventive with daily affirmations. I'm like, I am strong. <laughs> You know, it's like I've been doing this daily journal off and on uh, for like two years or maybe longer than that. And you just feel dumb sometimes because you're trying to find a new way to affirm something, you know, like I am powerful. <laughs> I I can do anything I set my mind to. And then at the end of the day, you fill it out and say, what did you accomplish today? And, uh, you know, the other thing is like, what what do you what could have made today better? And it's always, it's always the same things, you guys. It's when I don't work out, it's always like, I should have worked out or ate right. That's always the thing. <laughs> so there's just, you know, when whenever I go off this mortal coil, you know, somebody's going to look at these journals and, and be like, whoa, that guy really wished he exercised a lot. And he it seems like he did exercise a lot. Anywho, um, which by the way, I've talked about this before too, but don't worry, there's timestamps if you want to get right to Miami, you guys. It's Friday. We're chilling out. Um, is that is there like a kill switch for our social media presence? Like if I go, like I want everything deleted. <laughs> I want it all gone. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, is my mom or is like my family going to poke around on my computer and see all the weird memes I have? Like, you know, I would love to say that I have like tons of porn and things that I should be really concerned about, but I don't. And I don't mean porn's bad. I don't mean that guys. I'm not saying that, but it's not like something like there's some kind of weird fetish I have that will, wow, this is really going off the rails. Happy Friday, you guys. No, what I'm saying is that I have so much bad jokes. I have poetry. I have all of this crap in my computer. I want that gone. I don't want people sifting through this going like, what? what? And there's just like, there's certain text exchanges that are so dumb. Like I'm remembering a lot. I mean, I said so many bad jokes about Michael Jackson back in the day. And I know those are just texts back and forth with people. And somebody's going to stumble upon that. And it's like Shakespeare didn't have to deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he wrote the plays and that's it. You know, yeah, I think he had some letters out there potentially, but he wasn't like he had a text stream where he was making fun of like, you know, Hermione or not the Harry Potter Hermione, you know, just the one that lived in the town with Shakespeare. Like he didn't have all these texts to be like, wow, Shakespeare kind of seems like a doofus. You know, like there's got to be some kind of service that you pay where you're like, you go in and you just delete every, I mean, maybe don't delete the things that make me look cool, you know, like this podcast, <laughs> but everything else, just go, just go. Or we should have it where like, 
you throw all the all my devices in the casket with me unless I, I get okay, this is too morbid even for me. <laughs> so okay, let's get on to some pop culture stories since uh this is potentially going nowhere. Um so we're gonna do a thing called the Bailey Mail today, and it's just the Daily Mail headlines that I'm reading right now, and I'm just gonna give you my flash judgment on it. Uh, really no brainer here. And we're going to see how ridiculous the daily mail can be, which we all know it can. And then we might hit on a story that's good and something worthy of talking about, because I do want to talk about one and that is Britney Spears. Uh, but let's see the top story on us showbiz on the daily mail app right now. It says Giselle, the sexy supermodel is back. Tom Brady's ex puts on sizzling display in a very revealing swimsuit after halting fashion career for her family amid rumors she's dating jujitsu hunk. <laughs> Could you imagine you went to school for writing and then you're writing like this 30 line headline and the photos, you guys, I don't know if you can see like the photos has her little patoot, like her butt. And she's in like this purple outfit, which I know is supposed to be sexy, but it just kind of reminds me of one of the California Raisins, who I love, by the way. And then there's one photo, you can see her full boob out, and then they X'd out the nipple. It's like, what is what is going on? So, guys, I I hate to break it to you. I don't care about Tom Brady and Giselle Boonchin. I hope they're both live happy lives. I do want to say see that 80 for Brady movie with Sally Field and uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. I mean, that looks, I mean, that looks really fun and funny, but I don't like sports in general and you know, so whatever. Okay. Moving on. Miranda Lambert, 39 and hunky shirtless husband, Brandon McLaughlin, 30 celebrate four years of marriage while on tropical vacation. The daily mail is horny today. You guys, hunky shirtless husband. It, it's gotta be all females, you know, or gay men writing this. Cause it is horny as hell for just nudity in, in today's daily mail. Uh, Miranda, congrats on the four year. I have no opinion. Um, Brad Pitt rocks a bright orange jacket and green beanie as he's joined by pal George Clooney on New York set of their new Apple Apple thriller Wolves. And sure enough, there's a picture of Brad and his little nice orange. I like this relationship between George and Brad. It started, of course, with the movie Ocean's Eleven. And, you know, I, I like... I think I like to see these guys together. I don't know if that's the patriarchy, like, kind of making me like these people, but I... I like this. And I like that Brad Pitt is always the younger one of the two and that he wears pretty much clothes that a 13 year old would wear, but he weirdly pulls it off because he's Brad Pitt. It just goes to show you if you are extremely good looking, you can legitimately pull off anything, you know, like he, this beanie I'm wearing right now, Brad Pitt could pull it off. He could fully pull it off. So congrats, Brad, on being able to hang out with George again. Uh, Justin Bieber and wife Haley Rock. Daily Mail is obsessed with the word rock. This is kind of a slow entertainment news day. So I think a lot of people are just doing articles about what the celebrities are rocking. And for, you know, the older people out there, that, that means wearing. Uh, well, guys, they coordinated denim and navy blue ensembles, 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 as he heads back into the studio in New York City while she enjoys the city. Okay, so also this is fascinating is that Justin Bieber did sell his catalog. We had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The sale was official this week for $200 million. And I find that so interesting in so many ways. And it's uh, I believe he sold it to the company Hypnopop. Uh, I, I think I'm getting that wrong by a syllable or something. 
But it'll be interesting. I'm curious because I don't think Justin needs the money. And of course, Scooter Braun, uh, his manager, would get a, a cut of that, obviously. And Scooter Braun just got announced the head of a, some new company this week as well. And I just don't know. Like, I wonder why sell the catalog at this point? Is, is, what is the, there's got to be some strategy there. And I would love if you guys know that strategy, please email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey um, at gmail.com because I truly find this kind of stuff fascinating. There's got to be a reason he sold. There's got to be, because usually you find these artists at the end of their career selling off the rights to their songs. Like David Bowie did it, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years before he passed. Um, the Who did it. Like, you know, old rock acts were selling off their catalogs because they were like, listen, I'm, I, you know, probably not going to be here for more than a decade more, which sounds morbid as well, but it's the truth. And they wanted to enjoy probably Probably the reaps of all of that hard work and success. I just think with Justin, he's so young. And the Haley thing, I'm starting to have a different perspective a little bit on Haley after I had Kirby Johnson on last week and or maybe it was the week before and talking about her skincare line. And I, you know, I think maybe the trap with Haley Bieber is you kind of put her in this camp of somebody that is Justin's arm piece. She's always looks good and just kind of follows Justin around, making sure he's okay. And what I'm starting to realize is that she does actually a lot. Her company is very successful. And what I would be curious, and I'm not going to go listen to interviews with her because it's not at that point for me yet, but I would be curious to ask her, does that ever bother her? Does that ever bother her? And I don't want to, I'm not talking about the Nepo baby or the nepotism of it all, because I think she's more successful than Stephen Baldwin will ever be. Sorry, all you Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin heads out there. Um, But I do wonder with being on the arm of somebody like Justin Bieber with that kind of huge celebrity from such a young age, what has that been like for her mental health? And what has that been like for her in business? And, you know, I didn't realize her skincare was as successful as it was that company. And I just wonder, you know, does somebody, is somebody fully in charge of that besides her? How much involvement of that does she have? I hear it's a lot. So where is, I would love to know what a normal workday is. And what's interesting for her, a normal workday also includes dressing, getting glam every day, picking out these fashions. That's going to, you know, like you're going to get photographed when you go out. It's like my day is a little different that I usually record at night. So I am talking to you guys late at night. And that's a part of my day. Like I know at the end of the day, I'm usually going to sit down to finally piece everything together and her, her end of the day, she goes to some new opening she goes to some 818 tequila party. And that's also, do you ever think about that? You guys, how exhausting that has to be like, listen, even if I was younger, I would not want to go out every night of the week. And maybe, maybe they are just young enough where they want to, but I just imagine at a certain point, it's boring. Like, did any of these people pick up a good book and they're like, fuck it, I want to find out the end of this book. Like, this thing is a page turner. I don't want to go out and drink tequila and be photographed and maybe somebody make fun of me online the next day. I'd rather stay in. I mean, there's so much good TV right now, you guys. Um, okay, so that's that. Demi Lovato rocks a lengthy leather coat. Uh, Daily Mail, can we stop saying rock challenge? Uh, Selena Gomez and Paul Rudd bundle up in chilly New York City as they head to Only Murders in the Building Season 3 filming. 
Only Murders in the Building. I love it. I love the show. It's very different. I mean, I love the style the, the style that it's shot in, the humor that comes from Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. I like that it's kind of set in its own universe, even though it's New York. But there's a certain pace of this show that is different than other shows, and I think it sets it apart. Um, so, okay, good, good for that. Um... Okay, Kanye West. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about him. Pamela Anderson, you guys, her documentary premieres on Netflix, I believe, tonight. Uh, I believe it's called Love, Pamela, and her book is going to be out as well. She did an interview on Howard Stern this week, and I, I, I implore you guys, if you have Sirius and you've never been a Stern listener, just listen to some of his interviews. I think he will completely surprise you on how deep he's able to get and uh, really, really good stuff. And also with Howard, I always love that he'll interview people that I don't even want to hear from. And then I'll kind of begrudgingly listen to, and I'll be like, holy shit, I guess, I guess I do like this person now, you know, like it really, he's that kind of person that makes you want to look at somebody in a different life. That's a really interesting power that he has that I really, really admire. But I'm really curious about this Pamela Anderson thing because she did that uh, clip on Stern, where she talks about Tommy Lee being the only love of her life, which I know she says in the documentary as well, but they also talk about her marriage to Kid Rock and that she knew immediately that this was bad news. Like immediately once they got married, she knew it was not good. And I think that's oddly fascinating too. Don't you think, uh, this is me just like, don't you think relationships are weird, you guys? <laughs> no, but seriously, have you ever stopped to think about relationships and how insane it is. And I don't mean like, I don't believe in, I totally believe in relationships, but just that thing of walking through life with somebody. And a lot of us make so many mistakes about it, or we just, we just don't match up at the right place, right time. In fact, in Miami, you know, my, uh, we got Lenny Fugly Slut Hochstein and Lisa obviously going their separate ways and Lisa doesn't want to. And Lenny obviously is in love with a 25 year old. Um, and you just kind of like, wow, I totally get that people, you know, fall out of love and all of this stuff. I think with the Linny thing in particular, just the way he handled it is so sleazy on top of something like if somebody really, truly loved someone, I would think we would see Linny's heartbreaking a little bit more of this kind of tearing of like, I can't believe that this is happening, but that's how, you know, it is kind of sleazy. And I, I think potentially maybe his life has been based on a little sleaze. I mean, the more and more we hear in Miami of all these parties that Lisa threw for Lenny, that we're all just hot girls because that's what Lenny wanted, you know? And Lenny would like, then was talking to some Instagram comments and I never could leave. It's like, no, you didn't have to leave. The party was brought to you, doofus. Like who do you, uh, Oh, we'll talk about it in this episode in a sec. But Pamela Anderson, that comes out on Netflix. I think that's a definite watch. Uh, wow, Bachelor Nation, a lot of engagements lately. We've got Hannah Ann Sluss engaged to NFL heartthrob Jake Funk after romantic seaside proposal. So are you going to be Hannah Ann Funk? Oh, my God. Do you know how much I'd kill to have my last name be Funk? Ryan Funk? Bring in to noise. Bring in to Funk. 
Like, that's a great last name. I wonder if Hannah's excited about taking it. So uh, she's 26, he's 25, Robin the Cradle, Hannah Ann. And uh, the, the, they went public as a couple on the eve of last year's Super Bowl, where Jake's then team, the Los Angeles Rams, triumphed over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, sorry, Sophie, I know the Bengals are your team. Nearly a year later, Hannah Ann fired up her TikTok this Wednesday to show her fans the jaw-dropping diamond ring Jake gave her at his seaside proposal. Was it the most dramatic proposal of all time? Yeah, it looks like a big ring. Uh, I, I'm seeing that. I love the the verbiage fired up her TikTok. Fi- you got to fire up that TikTok and just post the shit out of that ring. Okay, so good. I, I hope you guys uh, have a life of happiness. This is interesting. Uh, Heather Ray El Musa. You know Heather from Selling Sunset. And she is with uh, Tarek El Musa. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying the last name correctly. He, of course, from the uh, HGTV fame, uh, very famous. And, uh, he, you know, he split from his wife, who looks exactly like in an older version of Heather <laughs> from Selling Sunset. Well, she's about to give birth any day. But they announced today, you guys, this is very interesting, that they have a new show coming out um, called Flipping El Musa's. So uh, they are going to be flipping houses together because, of course, he's a real estate agent. So this was kind of a no-brainer. I, I would imagine that we expected this as well. Um, so I, I, I don't think I'll watch this um, because I don't usually watch home improvement shows because I don't have one. Um, but congratulations to you guys. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Also, do you guys do you I, I'm on the old I fire up the old TikTok myself now at night. Uh, sometimes in place of TV because it's on my phone and I'll, I don't, if I leave the TV on, like sometimes that's annoying. So now I'll be like, maybe I don't watch TV when I go to sleep. I'll watch TikTok and then I just naturally drift off and the phone just drops from my hand. And, uh, I've been watching, uh, do you got, you guys all know this guy, Keith, who does food reviews. He's a Vegas, uh, residence and he does these amazing food reviews. Uh, Keith Lee, sorry, Keith Lee. And he's just, he's like an overnight sensation, even though he's been doing this, I think about a year and his life has completely changed. And he's so charming. You see it immediately. And he's very, you know, everything he's like, you know, this, you know, I mean that from the bottom of my heart and all about God and also helping small businesses. Like, and he is truly driving business. I was talking about like Stern, you know, like making you listen to people that you might not want to listen to and appreciating them. He's doing the same thing for these, uh, small family owned or just small owned like restaurants that are not getting any business at all. And he's going, it, um, Recording it, in progress. it shows you the power of not only TikTok but the power of genuine people. And I think we appreciate the same thing from our reality stars when we sense that somebody's genuine and like, I'm listening, like I'm not even a foodie really. I like to eat food, but it's like, he's just charming. Well, this guy got signed to a reality show deal this week. And I thought, how amazing. He's going to be on Good Morning America, I think tomorrow, or maybe it was today. And it's so interesting. He was an MMA fighter, you guys. And he got, he, I think, shifted out of that because he would get so nervous in fight interviews about it. He has like a real fear of that. And then he started doing this and he found a way 
to be able to talk to people, to be able to communicate with people and to really express this thing. And I think there was so much love for him that you see his confidence growing and growing through the course of all of his videos, but just the amount that he's helped. I mean, like he was taking businesses that were about to close and not doing this out of charity. He really thought the food was amazing. And all these people are lining up out of all the places that he reviews. It gives good reviews. And that's so exciting. And there's power behind that. But congratulations to him because it looks like he's going to have a reality show now, I think, taking the format he does already with TikTok. And if you guys are on TikTok and you know what I'm talking about, I know that there was a girl this week that said she was a producer that kind of alleged that he stole her idea. And it was like so great because the internet was like collectively shut her down and was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she didn't, you know, like she truly didn't. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, but you guys know if you watch that stuff. And then finally, let's just get into the last story, Britney Spears here. This is, uh, this is a hard one, right? I want to try to think of both sides here because her fandom is so intense and they have done these amazing things like helping free Britney. And I should, I keep meaning to have Jared Lipscomb, Lipscomb back on the show to talk about this because he is, was a huge, is a huge part of the free Britney movement, but he's not also insane about it, you know, and I would love to get his opinion on it, but we had obviously that that video a couple of weeks ago where Britney was out and everybody was filming her and it looked like she was babbling nonsense, right? I once again, though, ask how scary that must be to be in a restaurant and um, to say, let's go out on a Friday night. And then all of a sudden everybody turns their phones on you and you can say, oh, she's used to it. But like. But yeah, but remember the place that she comes from is all about kind of freedom and all about being under somebody's thumb and being watched over intensely like they were an animal at the zoo. And so a lot of people are worried about Brittany and her posting and all of this stuff. I once again, though, say, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I still look at some of those Brittany videos and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I love this, but guess what? I watch some of my videos and I'm like, I don't know if I love this, you know, and I've watched some of your guys's videos and I'm like, I don't know if I love this or, you know, like there's that friend where you'd be like, get online right now. Our friend is going wild on Instagram. I can't believe what she's posting, you know? And so listen, Brittany is a great pop star that meant, means so much to us. But it doesn't mean she's good at social media. It doesn't mean that. But also, I guess what freedom does mean is that you can be however you want to be. Now, people are going to judge that, obviously. That's not going to stop ever. We're just going to do that, right? And at that part, I, I think she realizes a little bit. But what goes too far is that these fans all called for a welfare check on Britney Spears. And so cops were sent to her house the other night. And... That too is got to be very scary that these fandoms are just worried about the videos she's posting. So they send cops to their, her house. Like, imagine that. Imagine like I just record bad podcast after bad podcast and you guys call the cops and say, he's done 10 bad podcasts in a row. You got to go check on him. Something is completely off. And that would be really scary, right? Well, people 
did this, uh, a lot of people, allegedly. And uh, she posted then on Twitter, she said, as everyone knows, the police were called to my home based on some prank phone calls. I love and adore my fans, but this time things went a little too far and my privacy was invaded. The police never entered my home. And when they came to my gate, they quickly realized there was no issue and left immediately. This felt like I was being gaslit and bullied once the incident made it to the news and being portrayed once again in a poor and unfair light by the media. During this time in my life, I truly hope the public and my fans who I care so much about can respect my privacy moving forward all the love be. And, you know, I then see discourse on this of like, who knows if she even wrote that? Probably, I mean, who cares? You know, like, I'm not a good writer. I I try to lean on people if I need help putting something together. I go on too long, sometimes just like this podcast. And and I need help with that. Who cares? The point is that that's not the message she's saying. The message she's saying is that this went too far. You know, we've got to let her be. And 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 yes, she does struggle with mental health. Like, I'm not going to gaslight anybody about that. And I cannot believe I just used the word gaslighting. I hate that word. But, um, you know, we're trusting that Brittany's lawyer, you know, who said that he was, you know, has the best team of people to help Brittany, that you got to hopefully let those people do their job. And that's part of freedom. And you've got to let Brittany make mistakes. And and this is really scary because we want this so bad. We have so much invested in Britney Spears as a pop culture phenomenon. And she means so much to us. But I feel like I think sometimes us as a fan base in any kind of fan base, we don't, we get so rabid about it that we don't really step back to actually go, oh, you know, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. You know, like I'm part, I'm actually part of this. I'm scaring Britney Spears. Now it was her dad. And now it's potentially her fan base. And you just don't want it to be like that. I think it's an easy course correction. Just don't call the police on Britney and, and pray, you know, like we pray for everybody that she's going to be okay. And, and we'll see, but the constant theories about is she even real? Is she dead? Is there a clone? It gets just ridiculous. I don't know. I think about this a lot, actually. I was on a hike the other day and I had watched something. I think it was fluently forward. And she was talking about Tom Hanks. And you know how my mom uh, really doesn't trust Tom Hanks. We've talked about that on the show. And I really like Tom Hanks a lot. I don't love the last uh, his last couple of years in film, but he's earned the right to kind of experiment. I don't love the QAnon shit. I think that's a lot of bullshit. Uh, but there's a, been a lot of alleged rumors. I'm thinking of one in particular that he potentially had a relationship or an affair with the actor um, from Big Love, uh, one of the female actors. And... Um, I'm blanking on her name right now, but I'm sure you guys know it. And so there was always this rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. It seems like there was, uh, there's photos of them being very flirty on like the red carpet. At the big, but there was, uh, it seems like there was a lot of buzz about this. And this was, like I said, a long time ago, like probably 10, 12 years ago when Big Love was on that HBO show. And I was saying, you know, I think... I, I was half watching the video, but the sentiment was like, you know, it was about kind of like uncovering this and, and, you know, did this or did that, this not happen. And of course we're curious as pop culture maniacs, like, of course, but I thought also is that like, there's a difference I would say between, um, you know, somebody like, uh, I'm trying to think of who to use as an example of somebody that uh, time after time goes after like under 18 year olds. 
young person after young person. I'm thinking most recently, maybe the Chris D'Elia stuff, the stand-up comedian. But here's the deal. Like, okay, so what if Tom Hanks did cheat on his wife? What if, okay? But also, what if he did cheat on his wife? And what if he did even get caught? What if Rita Wilson did know? Does Tom Hanks owe it to us to also let us know that he cheated? You know, he obviously has a uh, responsibility to the woman he cheated with, the actor from Big Love, obviously, if that happened. I mean, that would be uh, somebody who would owe um, something to. But what if it was like, yeah, his wife does know about it and and they dealt with it in their marriage? It's something I don't know the answer to this, you guys. It was just something I was thinking about the other day and I was hiking, laughing, going, I can't believe I've thought about Tom Hanks potentially cheating 12 years ago for the last 30 minutes. I think we see somebody that is really nice and then we get tired of them being really nice. And then we kind of want to find ways to destroy these people. Tom Hanks is one, but I've seen it in other examples as well. And what I'm saying is you guys might completely disagree with me, which is totally great. I I do think there's room for so much uh, discourse on this matter, but I also think, okay, well, if these are real people, think about like the people that you've known in your life that have cheated, like, you know, do you think, you know, and some of those people have stayed together in their marriages and have dealt with it. Like, does he, is he able to get that same quote unquote grace as housewives call it and able to deal with that in his marriage? Or does he owe us the fan base to let us know? I mean, listen, if Tom Hanks was on Real Houses of Miami, this would have been real easy 12 years ago and we could have just got a hot mic moment. But anyways, that's all I'm thinking about, you guys. Uh, Britney Spears, we we love you so much. I'm sure you're listening. Okay, Real Housewives of Miami, season five, episode six on Peacock. This is called Dumped and Dumbfounded. And it says, in Key West, Lisa panics that Lenny's new girlfriend is at her home with her children. That's the show description. You guys, I don't know if there can be a better description because you're immediately like sucked in. You're like, what? The the other woman is at the home? Is at the family home? Where those kids were made? Are you kidding me? I'm fully in. Now we get, uh, we open with a shot of a dock. And remember from last week, remember you guys, I've been recapping this one at a time, usually each week on Fridays. I think there was a couple over the holidays. So you can go back and listen from the beginning, or you can just search Real Housewives of Miami in uh, the So Bad It's Good on the app. So you can search and find all these episodes if you want to listen to all of them. So we'll eventually make our way where we catch up with the, the season. They're shooting the reunion today, you guys. But once again, this is the, uh, this is the, the description for episode six, but This season as a whole, I watched the new episode today, episode 11, and it's just fucking awesome. And it's, like I said earlier, comparing it to Salt Lake City, you're like, Salt Lake City looks like some redheaded stepchild that, like, you know, fell down a flight of stairs. I mean, you can barely, these ladies barely have a relationship at all, and you can sense the relationships here. And even if you think, oh, Alexia and Marisol, it's a little too much, so what? At least we're seeing a real relationship It's okay. I don't need everybody to get along. I don't need everybody to be perfect. But what I do need is real relationships. What I do need is the dialogue crackling about these relationships, about people disagreeing with each other and handling them, coming out and talking about them. Imagine if Lisa kept this under wraps. Imagine that. Imagine if Lisa went to uh, the Florida Keys and said, oh, everything's great with me and Lenny. And it just came out in the press and she hid it from the show. That would be insane. Which, by the way, I read an article today, you guys, um, 
Kea from Bravo, We're Black, which is a great podcast you need to listen to, sent me this article talking, and we'll talk more about this on Monday on the Pop Culture Roundup, but basically the producers didn't even realize they had that hot mic moment because they collect so much audio and so much footage and they have to log everything. And they didn't even realize until after this divorce thing and somebody said in production, what was Lenny doing that day? And they went back and looked all the footage and listened to it. So it's kind of like that HBO crime series, The Jinx, where in the very last episode, Robert Durst was like, he went off to the bathroom and you hear him burp. And he's like, of course I killed them all. And they didn't even know that until months later in the editing bay. They didn't even know that that day. That's how I'm saying. Like, they just collect audio footage. Like, when I uh, am an actor in things, you have a mic pack on you, right? And when you go to a bathroom, you either have somebody shut it off or you're like, you're going to listen to me pee or poo-poo, you know? Like, so... They don't, and it's not like these people are like, I'm intensely listening to this guy pee. No, they they realize, okay, we're not going to even like, we don't need to listen to this. Um, So they went back and found that hot mic moment in that footage, but they weren't even, they didn't even log it that day. They found out after the fact. Isn't that fascinating? So last week's episode, episode five, they went to Florida the Keys for Alexia's birthday or 50th birthday, and all the ladies are there. Lisa, at the very end of last week's episode, comes clean to the ladies and say, you know, I don't think my marriage is going to last. And all the ladies are like, oh, 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 and it's just I'm not doing it any justice, but like I said last week, it was almost like poetry because you would have Lisa say something and you would just have this ripple reaction, usually started by Alexia, of like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 I don't like it. No, 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 I knew, I knew, you know? And so that's where we pick up on this week's episode. And Lisa's like, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And Larza is hugging her. And she's like, I just don't know if my marriage is going to survive. I guess it's over. And this is where we left off last week. And Alexia's like, well, is anyone else involved? And she goes, yes. And Alexia goes, I always knew. I always knew. And Lisa's like, he's dating her now. And they all go, whoo! You know, like they see a ghost. You guys, I so badly want, I've always dreamed of having all the audio tracks for each one of these ladies. I used to talk about it on New York where you could bump down the audio and bump up the audio. And so like you could just listen to a whole episode of just Ramona talking because they all talked over each other, right? And I would love to be able to control that. I would pay extra. But this, I just want clean audio of all the ladies and take Lisa's audio completely out because it would be like just, I, I would imagine a roller coaster because you just hear like, oh, I know, I know. Oh, you, there's all these shrieks. It is so funny if it wasn't so horrifying what they're shrieking about. And Julia and Adriana, by the way, are over like 30 feet away at the bar eating and they're looking over and going like, can we just uh, act like we don't see this? You know, we're hungry. And Adriana's like, yeah, we are too busy eating. I'm sorry. And Lisa goes, we're back. We go back and forth, you guys. Lisa goes, she's been lurking around. She's been at my parties. And Alexia's like, no, no, no. And Lisa goes, he wants to kick me out. He says, you need to find a new home for you and the kids. And this is like, no, 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 no. Everybody's like, no, no, no. And then we cut to Julia going, oh, my God, it's really, it's very loud over there. And Lisa back to her and she goes, this is one of the lowest lows I've ever been through in my life. In one week, he told me this on Sunday. You guys, Sunday is the Lord's Day. He did this on the Lord's Day? Um, and then she goes, he started dating on Wednesday and now he has a full on girlfriend. Now we get the editor flashback. We see Lenny and Lisa posing for those photos, uh, from the couple episodes ago. And she's like, Lenny, put your hands around me. Like you love me. Cause you do. And then we see, uh, Lisa and a talking head goes, it was on a Sunday. And then Monday came around and he was acting very strange. 
And so I asked him, is everything okay? And he looked me dead in my face and he said, I want a divorce. And then we go back to the women all freaking out. And Dr. Nicole is like, you do not abandon the marital home. You do not leave that house for nothing in the fucking world. I love Nicole. Nicole has shot up this season for me. Nicole in a talking head goes, I'm not a lawyer by proxy. I know nothing about the law, but I can like talk about my personal experiences. But once she leaves, she may not be able to come back. And with the two little kids, the stable environment, you need that as much as possible amongst all the chaos. And Lisa goes, he's been lusting for this girl for a, a cup. I mean, she has been around. And Alexia goes, she was in your circle. Don't tell me she was in your fucking party, girl. And Lisa goes, yeah. And she follows me on Instagram. And everybody goes, ah! Alexia in the talking head goes, the fact that this girl follows Lisa on IG, I would probably like, I would I would grab her by the hair. I'd love that. I'd grab her by the hair and say, listen, bitch, I'm his only bitch. Which Alexia, that really doesn't super work anyway. It's like, I like, he can keep cheating, but I'm the main bitch. I am the main bitch. That is a second bitch, but I am main. Alexia, you can tell Alexia and Marisol were in Miami like during a different period of time, I think. And sometimes you feel like they're completely stuck in that period of time in Miami and maybe Miami and like social morales and all that stuff have kind of gone past them a little bit. Um, Dr. Nicole in a talking head goes, there's a special place in hell for this woman. And Alexia says, can we talk about all the fucking women with these followers on Instagram? They're lusting after our husbands and our lives. And Marisol goes, oh, she's a super fan. And Alexia goes, she's a big fucking hoe. Look at her pics. The IG, she's a fucking hoe. And Lisa goes, Lenny says he's going to go all around. He's going to go to F1, which I guess is a big race party. And and he says he's going to hang out with her. And they all go, whoa, what? And Alexia says, I better not see, I fucking better not see him at F1. We cut to Julia and Adriana enjoying their, you know, bar snacks. And they're just going, oh, this looks good. It's very tasty. It's very nice. And Adriana's like, oh, it's yummy. Well, I needed this before I started drinking. And then we go back to Lisa and she goes, I called her. I fucking called her. And Alexi goes, you've already? And Marisol, open mouth. Marisol's reactions in this are amazing. And I said, this is Lisa. Lenny's wife, why are you dating my husband? And then she said, oh, who told you that? And I said, he did. And then she said, well, you go talk to your husband. And Larza in a talking head goes, I'm in complete shock. Like, I can't even imagine. I never thought Lisa would be saying this stuff. She would weather any storm with Lenny. Their relationship would never be over. Larza, just the soft spoken killer voice. Nicole says... Well, let's, you know, let's, we've got to call the best attorneys in Miami. Let's put everybody on retainer right now. We got to get line off. She's like listing lawyer names. I guess that are big lawyers. We got to get everybody. And Gertie goes, are you willing to suck it up and get out of it? By the way, all these ladies now, I think I'm making them sound very similar, but they have really these kind of unique, I'm, 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 I'm going to get it by the end of the season. And Lisa goes, I just want him to love me, you know? And she's crying and there's silence from the ladies. A pause. Lisa and I talking to her goes, I feel blindsided. I feel hurt. I feel that the person I've been with for 15 years doesn't care about me at all. I really didn't ever think someone I consider family and the father of my children would just turn around and throw me away in the blink of an eye, all while telling he's going to, all while telling me he's going to start dating and find a home. Uh, you need to find a home so you and the kids can go. And if you don't, you're going to get a first front row seat to me dating. And that's what he said to me. And I never imagined he would say all those words to me ever. Think about what she said there. Like she really didn't ever imagine that. 
And I know Alicia, I don't think, has a good relationship with her family. So Lenny really did become her family. Marina, Lenny's mom, became her kind of mom, you know? All the girls are like, he's lost his mind. And Lisa goes, I just don't want my kids to suffer. And Marisol's like, they won't. And she's kind of teetering because I think she's been drinking. And Lisa goes, he said, I'll see, I'll see the kids every weekend. What do you mean I'll see them every weekend? You're going to take my kids away from me every weekend? Also, I don't think you have to worry, Lisa, about the kids being taken away. Because truly, how much, how, how long is that going to fly with the 25-year-old? Lenny works during the week, so he'll be able to go out at night. And then on the weekends, he's going to have the kids and he's not going to want to go out with the 25-year-old to the hot Miami clubs to keep an eye on his 25-year-old piece of ass. Are you kidding me? He's going to want you with the kids every weekend. In a talking head, she goes, I'm just trying to take it day by day. I'm just trying to get through it. I really didn't see this one coming. By the way, Mama Elsa, Marisol's mom, rest in peace. I hope she's in heaven putting curse after curse on Lenny Fugly Hochstein. Um... And a flashback, we see uh, a trio of flashbacks with Linny and Lisa. This first one was from last season where Lisa goes, I love that we still have the spark after all these years. And Linny's eating, he's like, right. And Lisa goes, we still have the spark, right? And Linny's like, yeah, yeah. Lisa goes, yeah? And Linny goes, yeah, 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 absolutely. And Lisa goes, promise? And he goes, yeah. And then the next flashback, we have Kiki one month earlier uh, saying like, you know, uh, Lisa explaining to Kiki, like, yeah, he's been working out. He's eating right. He's with a trainer. He's eating. He's never eaten this good in his life. And I say, you better be doing this for me. <laughs> then another flashback where Alexia is like, is this Lisa party? Because there's never any guys there. There's usually just women. And I have to imagine this is like that usual suspects moment at the end of that movie, usual suspects where Kevin Spacey, you know, he's, you know, we find out he's spoiler alert from a movie of 25 years ago or over 30, maybe uh, they find out that he's Kaiser Soze and the detective Chaz Palamentary puts it together. He's like, holy shit. And, and Kevin Spacey's out the door. He stopped walking with a limp and he's just walking a straight line. And these flashbacks. I would imagine show Lisa and us what we've known this whole time is that Lenny has not been interested in a very long time. And uh, all the signs were there all along. But of course, you couldn't put them together in the moment if you were Lisa. And Adriana in a flashback's like, I would never bring girls half of my age tight as a rock around my husband. I love Adriana. Tight as a rock. Adriana, I love that she loves, like, she's like always paying attention to bodies. She's like, very tight. You could bounce a quarter off that ass. Marisol in a talking head goes, Lisa's house was always full of girls half naked trying to steal her husband and she was throwing these parties to make him happy and guess what? Now he's happy. Lisa goes, Alexia, I feel like I'm ruining your birthday. And Alexia's like, you're my gift. <laughs> that actually probably is a good way to get out of getting people gifts. Like, hey, somebody cheated on me. Is, am I your gift? Lisa goes, I actually love him though. And Marisol's like, milkshake, fried chicken. We love that, but we know it's not good for us. And I'm like, Marisol, Totally solid point. You literally have been drinking nonstop this season. <laughs> Adriana comes over finally from her snacks and goes, what's the commotion about? And Lisa goes, I'm scared. And Gertie's like, take a seat, Adriana. And Adriana's like, what's going on? And Adriana's like, don't tell me you're getting a divorce. And Alexia is still like, blah, 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 blah. and they're all just talking over each other and shrieking again. And Gertie's like, he made you look like a fucking loser in public. And Alexia's like, they want to fuck. 
fuck the fucking fuck? And Gertie in a talking head's like, I don't know how she's dealing with the two kids. I don't know what is up with his him, but this is not how you handle things. And Adriana's like, if he thinks this girl is worth throwing his family away for, then, then he deserves her. And Alexia's like, these men, they lose perspective. The men are wired different from us. They don't like that family thing. They don't get it. And yeah, yeah, men are probably wired different than women. But I don't think that means men don't appreciate families. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yes. But once again, Alexia seems to be making excuses for men. Like, well, it's it's God-given. You can't blame them. And it's like, well, but what about personal responsibility? What about, you know, like I know when I've done bad and I feel actual guilt about that. Um, Lisa says, um, you know, this is terrible. I can't believe this happened. Um Gertie says, you're saying, Linny, I want our family back. Your family is you and your kids, sweetheart. Do you first. And then you'll see what happens on the main highway. Lisa, you take the tunnels by yourself first. You know, in the tunnels, it's Lisa only. Thank you. It's Lisa Lane. Can we do that? There's way too much uh, references to cars in this this analogy or metaphor or whatever it is. You know, she's like, take the Lisa Lane. You take the bridge. <laughs> we do uh Take the bridges and the water and whatever the lyrics are in that TLC song. And it's like, okay, yeah. But I get her point. Like, you know, just you and the kids are the family. Like, do your own thing. Make sure you're protected. Because Lenny's looking after himself. He's not looking out for you or the kids, it seems. And Larza is like, the, the thing is, when you have a husband and kids at home, you know, you, um, you know, you built all of this. And it's hard. And Gertie's like, you're an example of what this could be. And Larza in a talking head goes... Gertie, please put a muzzle on it, por favor. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And we have a new sponsor with us today, and I am already in love with them. And that sponsor, they are called Thrive Market. You know when you find out about something at the right time? Well, Thrive Market has come at the right time in my life. It is going to quickly become my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. And I want to even be uh, more honest with you guys, not just mine, my parents as well. Um, if you guys know and you listen to the podcast, you know everything that my mom's going through and all that stuff. And I have been trying to find easy ways to give them food and to bring them uh, items that they need without having my mom or my dad go out and get them. And if I can't do it, it is so nice to know that places like Thrive Market exist where they give you healthy, tasty, amazing food. And we're talking about products, you know, like Khalifa, which I love their oat milk. Um, I, I, I could go on and on about everything on this website. I'm going to have to have you guys check it out to actually believe me. But now I am a Thrive Market member and I can save money on every single order. On average, I have saved over 30% each time. So 
this might sound crazy, but I brought uh, two cold brews. I brought oat milk. I brought organic, uh, but organic pasta. They have meats. They have, I mean, pretty much anything that you can think of. And they are the coolest, best brands out there. Uh, I spent $70. I saved $16. And also what's cool is they give you options where they have like a daily deal where you can get a free product like protein powder or this or that. And I'm not, I'm not uh, this is actually true and it adds to your order automatically. It's just really, really cool because I had no idea this company existed. And I guess that's what I'm here for to tell you guys about this place. It truly is amazing. And it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? Just check it out for yourself. I think you're going to see pretty much immediately that you can save uh, massive amounts of money. There's amazing brands. They also have a price match guarantee. So not only does Thrive Market save me and you money, but they also save me time. And they also just honestly save me a lot of worry. If I know that my parents can get quality products, um, I'm so happy. And they think it's so cool. Like they think I'm a magician all of a sudden. Like I've really gotten so many bonus points. Um, so you, uh, there's all these filters you can, so you can filter out what foods you want on the website really easy. You just click like, Oh, keto friendly or over this. And it kind of, uh, you put all of your preferences in there. So you see what you want to see and see what they have that way. Um, they have over, uh, 70 filters on their website. They also have an app you can put on your phone. So whether you're looking for that certified gluten-free snack or non-toxic cleaning essentials, Oh, did I mention they do have cleaning products, you can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. So right now, my mom cannot have, um, it's a very, it's a very specific diet when, uh, you have the illness she has. So we just put that in, in, I don't want to say exactly what it is, but it's her business, but What's so great is that there are these options there. And with a place like Thrive Market, you're like, they're like, yeah, bring it on. We can do it. <laughs> so it's as easy as a click of a button curating your own, your own meals, pretty much. Um, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and then they give to another family, which I also think is really cool. So check it out for yourself, though. I think you're going to really dig it. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash so bad. By the way, this might it should be slash so good because it's so dang good. Thrivemarket.com slash so bad for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's T H R I V E market.com slash so bad. Just check it out, you guys. I really think you'll dig it. Plus, helps the show. So go on over there and check it out. I know you will not regret it. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just feel like people that can give Lisa the best advice are people who have gone through this. I'm not going to go sit at a table with Michelle Obama, which should actually be a period right there. (laughs) But it says, I'm not going to go sit at a table with Michelle Obama and dictate the conversation. I'm going to sit there and absorb what she's saying. I like when Larza tries to make sense. And then you're like, girl, you're dating Michael Jordan's son. Like, I still can't get over that. Like, I want... I want to like Larza so much and I do have these moments of really liking Larza and then like last week's new episode and then this week you'll have these moments where I'm like, ugh, cringe. Lisa's going, I love Lenny and I'm in love with him, but what he's doing is so mean. How he can he do this to me? And she sounds like a wounded animal, you guys. She says, I love this man. Call me crazy, but I still want to save our marriage. I don't want to throw 15 years away and I'm still hoping we can work this out. They all go to their rooms. They get lost going to their rooms. Everybody's still lost. They finally make their ways back to the room. Alexia and Larza are with Lisa in her room. Adriana is talking to Julia and... Adriana's like, the problem with Lisa and Lenny is that he got her when she was super young, a cocktail waitress in Vegas, <laughs> a very tight body, <laughs> and she was in her early 20s. And here comes this powerful plastic surgeon in Miami. Lenny became her world. And Julia's like, she devoted and she's in love. And then we cut to Lisa hugging the girls and she's like, girls, I just need to take a nap and make some calls. We cut to Dr. Nicole now calling her bearded husband, Anthony. And she's like, holy moly, Dang, what a, wow, what a vacation. And then we see Gertie in her room calling her dude, Russell. And she's like, oh, Russell, I knew something was wrong. Even on the plane, we cut back to Nicole and she's like, she told us that Lenny's been seeing somebody else. And she, and he said, I want a divorce. You need to find somewhere else to live. And Anthony's like, what? 
Yeah, babe, the most ruthless shit. Then we cut back to Gertie, and Gertie's like, is this guy uh, crazy or on crack cocaine? One of the two, I'm asking you because you're a man, and I'm trying to understand what the fuck you men are thinking. Help a brother out. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be listening. Would you ever do that to me, Russell? And Russell's like, of, of, of course not. Of course not. And Gertie in a talking head goes, if someone's house is on fire, you better check your house is, is not on fire too, Okay. I kind of loved that. I'm like, I'm not going to get cheated on. This ain't going to happen to me. Like, it must have put the fear of God into Dr. Nicole and Gertie that day. We cut to Julia, and uh, she, Julia's like, this is too raw for her. And Adriana's like, it's, it took, you know, it's going to take years to get out of this feeling. I'm two years out of my divorce, and I still cry myself to sleep. Anthony says, um, okay, you know, we're cut back to Dr. Nicole, and Anthony says, uh, Okay, uh, he's going to take the kids and go? What kind of asshole is that in regards to Lenny? Anthony says, do not Im- tell her to not, do not abandon the marital home. You cannot, uh, he cannot kick her out. Either she needs to, and she needs to get a lawyer ASAP. And then Dr. Nicole is like, yes, honey, give Grace an antibiotics. They're in the fridge by the, you know. And she's like, thanks, babe. Love you so much. And then we cut to girls putting on makeup for the night. Julia is attaching her dog's Zorro's cone around his neck. Very exciting stuff. I love Julia. He's like, I'll be back. You stay here, Zorro, with your cone around your neck. You stay here. <laughs> dogs must have, I think my dog's right, passed out right next. Dogs must wonder what the fuck we're doing. Like, literally, you put a cone on me and then you leave the room? Like why I'm on camera? I didn't sign. Uh, I didn't sign a waiver for this. Um, Alexia and Marisol are um, walking to the uh, the party. Marisol, of course, has a cocky, a cocktail. I hate that fucking word, cocky. She says. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, sorry, they're not walking. They're actually getting glam because last year Marisol didn't get glam when they did the Hamptons thing, and she, you know, said she got all kerflunkled. Um, but she wanted her hair to look nice. So yeah, she had a couple people drive down a couple of hours so they could do glam. So good for you guys. And then she's telling us this in a talking head and she smiles and we see the makeups on her teeth and you just know she's three sheets to the wind. Like we're very comfortable with Marisol being three sheets to the wind. And I think the difference between a lot of people say that and Dorinda is that, um, Marisol, I don't want to say a fun drunk because that's dismissive and dangerous, but I will say by the end with Dorinda, it just, or not even the end. I mean, there, there's, there was just an anger there. There was an anger when she drank that it was almost like this monster waiting to come out. And you don't sense that with Marisol. I mean, she's obviously escaping something, but at least there's not, I mean, there's insanity, but there's not meanness, you know? We cut to Lisa calling Lenny's mom Marina. And Marina's like, the Rolls Royce is gone. He's, the Rolls Royce is gone. He said, don't even come to my house again. Can you imagine that saying that to his mother, Lisa? And Lisa's like, what? He's And then and Lisa's like, he's trying. Are you kidding me? With the kids in my fucking house? In a talking head, Lisa goes, my mother-in-law said she would stay at my house and stay overnight to make sure everything was okay with the kids. And the kids were good. And then Marina calls me and that he's kicking them out and that the driver is gone. So I think there's a girl or somebody is coming over. And uh, and she goes, and then my mother-in-law says the driver pulled in and a girl was in back of the car. So, of course, I'm freaking out. And then we see Lisa goes, okay, that's it. I'm calling the lawyer. That's it. And she goes, I'm feeling I'm being cheated on. There's a woman being snuck into my house amongst my kids and my belongings just to be in a room with my husband doing God knows what, God knows where. And then Lisa calls Lenny and she's like, hold, what? 
no, 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 no. And it says on the phone with Lenny and she goes into the bathroom. She's like, no, no, you're trying to bring that girl to my house with my kids in there to what? Really? Yeah, really? Because I'm going to have someone come see and make sure that bitch is not in my fucking house. Do you understand me? You do not bring that girl anywhere near my kids. There's going to be a huge fucking problem. And she hangs up and she pulls her hair back like in a bow and she exhales and then shuts the door on the camera. It is so powerful, you guys. I remember watching this uh, preview of this scene at BravoCon and I literally nipples hard, chills, everything. I was like, and that's the thing. You think some of these women, like you see them in full lioness mode where they're like, you, you know, I, I think it is so that moment I was like, Lisa, when she is pushed to a certain limit, she will stand up for herself. And I think that was really, really awesome to see. Um, I don't know if you guys felt that as well, but I thought it was just necessary almost for us because if not, it's like we would just be even more crushed than we already are. But it's like, okay, maybe she can handle herself. So we're back at the hotel. Marisol says to Alexia, 55 has never looked so good. I guess she's turning 55, not 50. And Marisol goes, have a drink. I made a stiffy. And Alexia takes a drink of Marisol's (laughs) drink. And Alexia's like, oh, she just dies. And Marisol's like, I knew you were going to have that reaction. (laughs) Yeah, most people do when they drink turpentine. It's a really strong beverage. And Alexia's like, likes, yikes. Gertie goes, they're showing up for dinner and there's like all these, there's like a fire thrower and there's like a girl in a bubble doing tricks inside the bubble. And Gertie's like, there's a girl in a bubble over there. And this is Alexia's B-Day dinner. Kiki comes in and she's like, wow, she's doing all sorts of tricks in that balloon. And Marisol goes, bros arrived. Remember, she calls her and Alexia bros. And Larza asks Lisa, who's there, like, how are you feeling? And Lisa goes, I'm feeling discombobulated. It's a lot. It just, this is probably not a good place for me to be right now. And Larza goes, I think it would help to get your your mind off of it. And Lisa goes, it's it's not working. They saber a champagne bottle. And Lisa in a talking head goes, I put this whole thing together. So I put on my big girl panties, which, by the way, is one of my least favorite phrases of all time, big girl panties. And that's really not not anything. There's no gender politics in there. I just hate the, the way it sounds. Big girl panties. I don't know if I like the word panties at all. Where, where, do you, where do you guys fall on panties? Big girl panties, though. Big girl panties. I just, I don't know. Like I always said, big guy panties would bother me too, but we just don't really say that a lot. Like I'm never showing up of like, well, I don't feel good, but I put on my big guy panties, my big, my big guy undies on. <laughs> okay. That's it. Big guy, big guy undies. <laughs> Hanes, big guy undies. I'm Ryan Bailey for big guy undies. Sometimes... <laughs> I'm afraid, but I realize I've got to put my big guy undies on and face the day. And then it's like me out of bed, like, and putting on big guy undies. So um, Lisa goes, I wear my heart on my sleeve and you know what's going on with me. And it's it's hard to hold this in right now. She's tearing up in the talking head. Alexia's like, cheers. Thank you for being there, Lisa. And thank you, everyone. And a talking head, Lisa goes, people are talking to me, but I'm in another world and all I hear is noise. And they, they, you know, they have her on the talking head and all of a sudden they put chatter over her. It's a really creepy effect, but very effective. Um, they're uh, getting all the food out and hoisting chicken. They make a bad joke about poison chicken. And Larza goes, oh, about my date the other night, I met this guy through some friends and he seemed great on paper. He was tall. Um, we go on a date and he set it up so paparazzi was there waiting on the date. 
<laughs> Lars immediately knows when it's paparazzi. So I, I mean, but can you like, how does she know the guy did? But anyways, Lisa gets up and walks off and, um, she literally tells the camera, she's like, no, I don't want the camera on me right now. I need a second. I need a second. And then I just kind of thought of a funny scene of just a housewife trying to hide from a camera and like a game of cat and mouse. But she's telling the camera, I need a second. And she walks off. We go back to the dinner and Kiki goes, I, um, oh, I, I, uh, or something. Sorry. I don't know what that is. I mangled that sentence in typing fast. But anyways, Johnny, Alexia's BFF, her best friend. Uh, is there and he shows up and surprises and she goes, he goes, I got another surprise for you. And it's a video from her husband, Todd. And he's like, I'm really sad to be not be with you, but I want you to have a great time. I need to give you a present. There's a special surprise in this box for you. I love you. I miss you. Have fun with the girls. Happy birthday. And she goes, I love you. And she kisses the phone, even though it's not live, it's a video. And she opens the box. You guys, it's a Bulgari snake gold watch worth $50,000. $50,000. What does Todd do? I've totally spaced on what Todd does, but like $50,000? Like, listen, I once bought a piece of jewelry at Zales and I was like, who am I, Richie Rich? Adriana's like, oh, we can match because she has one, but in silver. Adriana says in a talking head, well, the difference is I bought mine, making a joke about a guy bought this for her. Alexia goes, I found my soulmate for sure. I want you ladies to believe in love. Even though Lisa is going through what she's going through, I've been there. I've been in that terrible place. We cut to Lisa talking to the nanny and going, are you inside the house? No, no, you have to go to the bedroom in the main house, okay? In a talking head, she goes, I I, I, I need her to watch over the children. And, and she says that they told her to go to the guest house. So effectively, Lenny now has this whore in the main house. And she's telling the nanny, yes, because something happened in the house. Can you go check, please? Make sure the children are safe. Go in, please. We cut to back to Alexia. She's like, all things have worked out for me. You know, uh, I've always had a home, a car. And Adriana goes, well, that gift, that gift came from a man. And Alexia's like, what does that mean? And Adriana's like, you wouldn't have bought that watch by yourself if it was for your money, that's a $25,000 watch, a bulgari. And Alexia goes, actually, 50000 Sorry. <laughs> Adriana and Atagna goes, I think Alexia being hypocritical, saying, I don't believe women should depend on men. But if they give me a $50,000 watch, I keep it. Alexia says, I can get this on my own, though. And Adriana says, it's hard because every day you think, how am I going to make money? Because you have bills to cover. It's scary when you have to start over again. That is like a really interesting way to look at it. And we always kind of term gold diggers and things like this. But maybe gold diggers exist in the first place because men have treated women poorly at times, especially in these relationships where they think they're going to be taken care of and they get cut loose for a younger model. And so it almost becomes less about love and more about, you know, your retirement fund, more about, am I going to be okay for the rest of my life? That's scary. And especially if you are the one at home raising their children. Um, so uh, they all, all of a sudden realize Lisa isn't there. And Lars goes, I just texted and said, are you okay? And she said, no. And then Marisol's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'll come back. I'll go find her. Which, by the way, I also feel like Marisol was going to go fill up her cocky. And Lisa, we were back at her and she's like, Marina, I don't know what to do. This is crazy. How do I handle this? Marisol is walking through the door in the bathroom where she's at. And she goes, monkey, are you in here? What's going on? And 
Lisa's like, the girl's in my house and my kids are sleeping. I don't know what to do. And Marisol's like, you need to con- take control of the situation. He He's not controlling the situation. And Lisa goes, he's blocking me and won't let the nanny inside the house. And she asks Marina, his mom, is he crazy? In a talking head, Lisa goes, my kids need me. I'm 130 miles away and I can't get to them. I feel helpless. You guys, I don't know if you know I can impress this with my voice to you, but this is a gripping episode. I mean, just gripping. This is real. This is happening in real time. And then she says to the mom, the fact that he's doing this is not okay. He needs to pick up the phone now. I cannot have the girl at the house with my fucking kids. And, uh, we finally get Lenny on the phone and, uh, um, oh, sorry. No, no, we don't get Lenny on the phone. She walks off and the camera's falling her and she goes, guys, no, no, no. And the camera lady is like, no, we're just following. And she's like, no, no, you're not following anything right now. This is off limits. No. I appreciate though, that she gave us what she did. I mean, and I understand this as well. So Marisol's walking back to the lady and she's like, guys, Lisa, really, it's getting bad on the phone with her mother-in-law, the girls at the house. And Alexia goes, you, you've got to call 911, I'm telling you. Alexia in a talking head is like, Lenny has really disappointed me. And Lars is like, I don't know what's going on in his mind, but he's lost his fucking mind. And then the producer goes, did you have any idea Lenny was capable of this? And Kiki's like, I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, the shape of his head, you know, he was up to no good. You know, men just have this shape that you can tell. Bald head, cheats a lot. You know, you have, and then she goes, oh, you have, you have the man on the crew. He's got a bald head. He is like, you know, you know, you guys, you cheat. And the crew guy is like, no, (laughs) it's so bizarre, this talking head. And then Julia says back in the scene goes, let's make a funny game about penises, Marisol. And Marisol's like, stop, stop, stop. I don't have a penis game, but I have a game. And then Nicole in a talking head is like, this is deja vu all over again about the Hamptons last season. Marisol said, I'd like to play a game and then says, who do you trust the least? And she says, she trusts me the least. And Nicole also says, Marisol needs to take the cock out of her mouth and put a cork in it. Now, those are the kind of lines that I, I, I mean, listen, that is a written line by a producer that they give to Nicole. She knocks it out of the park. I'm okay with it in situations like this. I was really not okay with it when Erica Jane used to do it in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, especially that one season where she had the champagne glass and she was like, the only thing I like is taking a dick. And then, you know, not... Not that line exactly. I don't think that was ever a line. But you know what I'm saying? It was so written and so staged with the champagne flute that it was just redonkulous. But this I I can actually deal with. So uh, Marisol goes, okay, I've got the game. Let me tell you how the game is going to go. You throw a card and you tell us who fits the description. And uh, Larsa goes first and she says, if we were all drug dealers, who would get high on their own supply? And Alexia is like, not me. I don't like Coke. And Marisol says in a talking head, Everyone knows I'm not a seller. I'm a consumer. <laughs> yeah, we, we do know, Marisol. Alexia goes, if we were all police, who would be the dirty cop? And Alexia is like, it's me, it's me. And Marisol says, uh, 
Oh my God, the 80s were so fun. If you were a cop, you could steal jewelry and blow. And then Marisol relates a story in a talking head says, when I was arrested, um, they asked if I was in any relation to Patton. And I said, eh, yes. And they put me in the drunk tank and I got to hang out with the cops and they give me their jackets and donuts and coffee. It's quite nice. Until I got put in the paddy wagon to go to jail. And then the talking head, she was like, hey, you guys, I was slurring on the last one. I need to do that again. <laughs> um, then Julia in this scene goes, if we were all prostitutes, who would make the least amount of money? And then she goes, me, I'm always in PJs. And Alexia goes, you know how to be a prostitute, you're Russian. <laughs> and she literally blurts that out. And even Alexia's gay friend is like, what? And Marisol goes, oh my God, Alexia. And Alexia's like, I don't care, I have every right to say what I want. And there's just silence. And Marisol says, okay, next. And Adriana uh, tentatively goes and goes, who has the lowest standards why, why is everyone looking at me? And then Julia goes, well, I think we say, well, Alexia thinks we have low standards because of Russian woman, because she thinks we are all prostitutes, apparently. And then Alexia is like, I was actually giving you a compliment. And there's pause, shock again. And Alexia goes, because Russians, they are the best prostitutes. Alexia in a talking head goes, they are good at their jobs. It doesn't mean you, Julia. If the shoe fits, well, you know, if it doesn't, move with it, right? Alexia goes, I'm sorry. We were just playing a game. We said we wouldn't get offended by what we say. And Marisol goes, I didn't give those rules. Marisol in a talking head goes, we have a melting pot of people. We have to do things to survive. And Russians, they're one of them. And I think Alexia was just referring to the stereotype. And this is the kind of thing where, you know, Marisol is the, I guess, Marisol's in that kind of Heather Gay spot where she's defending a Jen Shaw type. I'm not saying Alexia is anywhere near Jen Shaw, but it's just that non-defensible defense where you're like, I guess I have to go to bat for my friend. You know, it's it's. It comes off ridiculous. So Alexia is like, I'm sorry, we live in Miami. That's what, you know, I'm sorry. And and Lenny is Russian or half Russian. And I'm like pissed off at him today. I'm sorry. I apologize. I think we are all hookers. What a great way to come out of that. Brooklyn wants to come in and say hi again. Um, and Julia in a talking head is like, when I was 19, I was modeling in Paris. I heard this statement even back then. Oh, la pie au tout rosé. And it said Russian prostitute and they always would think i was a prostitute when i was 19 and that sucks right that sucks and she's like when i was 20 i wouldn't say anything but now i have nothing to lose and i think i would you know i would do again ever in my life i would i will never be silenced by intimidation now and i love it this is what we want strong women that stand up for themselves and then they're joking about Marisol not eating even two bites of her meal. And she's like, oh, I'm full. <laughs> they bring out this huge cake. Uh, you can tell Julia is stung by these comments. Um, they're all of a sudden dancing. Julia's doing huge bubbles. Lars is hitting a pinata. And they're like, this is Lenny. And they're all hitting it. They're twirling. Very exciting. We cut to the next morning. Girls are getting glam for the day. Uh, Julia tells Adriana, I just put sugar into my eggs instead of my coffee. Which, by the way, kind of sounds delicious. You know what I'm saying? And I was thinking, that's how sad I was. I was like thinking about when she said that. I was like, damn, that sounds good. Sugar in my eggs? <laughs> I don't want to make a mess of my big guy undies. Uh, Kiki knocks on the wrong door. She's going over to see the girls. She's like, police. And then she goes, oops. 
which is funny. Um, so it's 9.06 a.m. and Marisol announces, who wants a screwdriver to start the day? <laughs> She's so proud of her alcoholism. <laughs> Nicole says, I think we're going to a Cuban bar and learn to make mojitos and roll cigars. She's telling Kiki and Kiki's like, the last time I did that, I don't know you were supposed to swallow this smoke. And I, you know how I love to swallow and I got sick for days. We cut to Lisa packing, walking out. And she goes to Marisol and Lars's room and she goes, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be leaving. And Alexa's like, I'm sorry. And Lars goes, I stayed with Lisa after the dinner and I went back to her room and we cried until three o'clock in the morning. And Lisa didn't really sleep. Lisa in a talking head goes, Larza and I have been at each other for others' backs for weeks. But when the chips are down, she is proving to me what a friend she is, which is nice. Uh, Lisa tells them, Lenny blocked me so I can't even get a hold of my kids. In a talking head, Lisa goes, I decided it was best to go back. What if I walked into a situation with this girl? I would control myself because I don't want to go to jail, but it would be a pretty terrible situation to run in, into. Like, how do you deal with that situation? Isn't that wild? That Isn't that wild, Brooklyn? Little Brooklyn dog that she has to deal with that situation? That just seems really just scary when you think your life is this way. And then you're like, do I have to go beat up a girl today who's with my kids? You know? She says to the girls, he's trying to push me to the edge and make me go nuts. But you're, you know, and they're like, but you're not going to give him that satisfaction. You need to take off that ring so he can say, you know, you, you know, you tell him, you know, you know, this is very sacred to me. Guess what? I'm not your wife anymore. Alexia goes. And Lisa goes, I can't wear this anymore. And Alexia is like, no, he doesn't deserve it. And Larsa goes, you'll get a bigger one. <laughs> you'll get a bigger one from one of Michael Jordan's sons. Um, Lisa goes, I have a long, scary road ahead of me, you know? I really related to that line. I think we all can. Like when we know those moments in life where you're like, I've got a big hill ahead of me right now. And Marisol says, we've all been there. We can help you. And Lisa says, I've never dealt with this before. And, you know, I thought I would be with this man for the rest of my life. And in talking to her, she goes, this is probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life so far. She hugs the girls and says, it's like a death. We see her go into the car to go home. And she says, but the person is still there. It's not a death, but this person feels like a death. And they're still there doing these crazy things to you and hurting your heart. We cut to the rest of the girls going into town in the Sprinter van. Kiki is dripping sweat. Uh, I related to that as well. Um, she goes, I have never been so hot. Not even in Haiti. Wow. They're stopping for coffee and mixers. And Marisol's like, yeah, we need mixers. Definitely need mixers. Alexia says, I'm so affected by Lisa and the fact that she, she got up and she left. And the other girls didn't even know in the Sprinter van yet. And Larsa goes... Gertie, we know things you don't know. We've all been divorced, Gertie. And Gertie's like, so what does that mean? We don't have an opinion? We can't? In a talking head, Gertie's like, my perspective might be different, but it doesn't mean it's lesser than I can talk if I want to. Thank you very much. They stop at this hole-in-the-wall coffee stand, um, and Julia's like, my friends are here, because she sees chickens walking around. I'm not joking. That's really what she said. Dr. Nicole asks Julia, are you okay? Are you okay? Alexia says... Uh, Julia, I'm sorry about yesterday. You know, I love you. I don't know why I said that about the prostitute. I hope you don't feel uncomfortable. And it's just Alexia and Julia outside the coffee shop, the rest of the girls in the Sprinter van. And uh, uh, Julia goes, I do feel uncomfortable. And Alexia's like, well, I'm so upset. And Lenny, he's rushing. It has nothing to do with, you know, uh, they're like, well, it has, Julia's like, it has nothing to do with his nationality. 
And Julia's like, girl, you took it so far yesterday. And Alexia's like, I know, I'm sorry. I mean that it's all I can say. I'm sorry. Julia goes, since I was 17 years old, people would think I'm a prostitute with Russian. It's a condescending to all women. Marisol's in the Sprinter van and she's like, uh, they're talking about like, did she call them prostitutes? And, and everybody's like, yeah, she did. She called, you know, prostitutes. And they're like, oh, and they're watching this conversation take place at the coffee stand. And Adriana says, Russians are known for being prostitutes. And Marisol's like, that's why I, no, sorry. Adriana is saying that's what Alexia said. And is trying to convince Marisol. And Marisol's like, wow, I did not remember that. That's why I drink. I love to forget. <laughs> Alexia is back out there and she says to Julia, I'm sorry, but Russians, they have that reputation. And Julia's like, what reputations? No, it's called assumption. And even if some of us are what's wrong for what they don't come by choice. And here you are with your champagne, having a good time with your watch, mocking Russian women, making money with their body. You know, you live off drug money. You've lived off drug money. And Alexia's is like, no, I actually didn't. My ex-husband, the father of my kids, I never lived off drug money. I was a victim of love with someone who was a drug dealer and he lost it all. I had money from my father who passed away. I'm sorry, but just because your heart hurt because I made a comment you didn't like. And they're all watching this from the Sprinter van and Marisol goes, wow, wow, wow. That's a lot of hand motions. And Alexia is like, don't use my life, my past to hurt me. You're not going to hurt me. I know what kind of women I am. And the girls in the Sprinter van are like, oh shit, the fingers, look at the fingers. And Marisol and Antagonia goes, you don't want to fuck with bro, bro, Alexia, my best friend, but wow, tiger set loose, step back. And Julia goes, don't point your fingers at me, Alexia. And Alexia's like, but you're going to like this to me and you're trying to offend me. And Julia's like, I am not. And Alexia's like, you keep on going like this. Um, and uh, Julia's like, because you're sorry right now doesn't work for me. And Alexia puts her purse and drink down. And the Sprinter van, they're like, oh shit, she put her drink and her purse down. Oh shit, drink is down. And Alexia's like, I own my things. And one thing I am not is a liar with or without alcohol. And Julia's like, that makes it much worse. And Alexia says, you're all uh, um, you're all liars, and I'm the only one telling the truth. I'm going to go enjoy my birthday. Julia and Antonia is like, girl, you don't get a pass because it's your birthday to make a statement like that. Really? Are you 10? I'm not going to go. I feel like I'm really clicking into Julia's voice right now. They go back to the Sprinter van. Larsa goes, do you feel like you and Julia are better now? To Alexia. And Alexia is like, I'm really sorry for making that comment. But sometimes when you start talking and bring up uh, the other things, you know, um, one second. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm trying to like control three things at once, you guys. Like the Zoom and this and something just fucked up. So Alexia is prattling on in the van. Yes, the van. And she's like, there are documentaries about Russian women who come to Miami to have babies with American men that they can't have so they can have their privilege and have American children. And Marisol goes, no, sorry. Uh, Adriana goes, well, you have a doc on Netflix called Cocaine Cowboys. And Alexia goes, I know. And I'm very proud because you know what? That's all a different side from the father of my kids. And 
um, Adriana and Italian hair goes, Alexia is judging sides on a documentary she saw. However, what would happen if people watch the Cocaine Cowboys documentary would pass the same judgment on her? Adriana makes a fair point. Adriana sometimes really does make a good point. Alexia goes, you can be a drug dealer, but you can also be a good person. Like, you can be a Russian prostitute and be a good person. And Adriana's like, but it's prostitution worse than drug dealing. And Nicole goes, guys, what are we doing here? And Alexia goes, you know what's more shameful of women who go out with married men. And we cut back to that one week earlier of Alexia telling Adriana that the guy, Terry, that she's dating is secretly married still. And Adriana's like, oh, what? So now you're attacking me, accusing me of that? And Alexia's like, I'm not attacking you. No, but he is married. And Adriana goes, I don't know if he's married, Alexia. You know, and Alexia's like, I say if the shoe fits, wear it. Adriana's like, I take a lot of offense on this comment, trying to insinuate I'm a homewrecker when our good friend Lisa is going through hell right now because of a homewrecker. And Nicole says, oh, maybe he's separated. And Adriana's like, you were dating Herman when you were married to Todd, Alexia. And Alexia goes, I know. And then she goes, you're a liar. And Adriana goes, I'm not a liar. You're accusing me of going out with a married man. And Alexia goes, you don't turn it on me. And then Adriana's like, don't turn it on me. And then they're yelling, yelling, yelling. Alexia goes, Julia, will you just leave me the fuck alone? And Julia goes, I'll give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> Julia goes, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. That's the end of the episode. It's so good. You guys, what an episode. Um, we got pop culture stories. We got Miami in here. I hope you guys have the best weekend ever. Uh, I'll talk to you bright and early on Monday. Go get tickets for the live show. Moment.co slash S-B-I-G, $7.50. Bye. Betches.